episode number 34. We're going to talk about special event security and at Comic-Con in San Diego. With what's going on in the world today, even our superheroes and zombies need protection. This is the Crime School Radio Show. Where industry experts discuss the business of fighting crime and prevention strategies for making places safe. Leading today's discussion is security expert Chris McGoey. Welcome to Crime School. Today we're going to talk about special event security. I was contacted by KNX radio station 1070 AM here in Southern California and radio show host Tom Riopel. He wanted to talk about the upcoming Comic-Con convention held here in San Diego. You may have heard of Comic-Con. It's that special event trade show that's held in different parts of the United States and is a specialty trade show for the comic book industry and for those who follow superheroes and video games about such things. Most of the time, it takes place inside some contained area, like a stadium, or an arena, or a ballpark, or fairground, somewhere where there's a perimeter. Think about theme parks, large venues like that, where there's access control. You have to have a ticket to get inside. You have an opportunity for scrutiny for inspection of people, of bags, or uh, certainly metal detector capabilities to keep weapons out. There's usually significant barriers in place to keep vehicles from commingling with pedestrians. Now, not all special events are inside. Some are outside in public, aren't they? Think about the marathons. Think about the Boston Marathon. We all know what happened there. But think about large parades. Think about what happened in Nice, France, where the individual drove the truck through a crowd involved in a, in a carnival or a parade. Think about what happened in London, where someone in a vehicle tried to run down as many people as possible near Parliament. Think about what happened just recently in New York, where the man drove up on the sidewalk trying to run into as many people as possible. Not too far from here in Southern California, in San Bernardino, we had the Islamic jihadists enter a training facility and try to shoot and kill as many people as possible. So all these world events are on the mind of the San Diego Police Department and security personnel trying to provide a reasonable degree of protection for those that come to this event. As you know, if you listen to my podcast, you know that I've talked about these terrorist-type events of the past and mass shooting events, and that there is this phenomenon about copycatting, that some of these people are sort of in a fantasy world, and some of that is driven by what others have done, and they see the notoriety that other mass murderers have received following their tragic events. There are certainly people out there that are interested in breaking the record as to the most people harmed in a single event. So times have changed, and public events now have to be looked at just a little bit more conservatively than they have in past years. 
So this year, uh, San Diego Police Department is trying to find a way of inspecting some of these very realistic-looking weapons and trying to somehow tag them in some manner so other police officers won't have to repeat contacting the same individuals over the same suspicious-looking weapons. Now, ordinarily, these weapons would be highly suspicious, but at Comic-Con, not so much because it's a regular occurrence. So that's what we're going to talk about today. So let me get Tom Riopel on the line. He's with KNX Radio here in Southern California. And let's talk about this. Stay with me. I'll be right back. This is the Crime School Radio Show. After a short break, we will introduce today's special guest. You've been to Comic Con, you were telling me. Tell me, uh, uh, we have. I know we have increased cops, undercover cops, and that kind of stuff. What are they looking for, and what kind of dangers do we have in the world we live in today, please, sir? Well, Comic Con in downtown San Diego is an institution, as you know. We have many street fairs there, where there's just tens of thousands of people out walking the public streets and sidewalks at any given time. As you know, the convention center is right across the street from. Uh, Old Town San Diego, and uh, what's the name of that bar district? Gas Lamp Quarter, right across the street. And Comic-Con, as you know, is a, is a special event. It's, it's one, it's an industry that celebrates the comic book and superhero type industry and, and all of those fans and service vendors associated with it. So hundreds of thousands of people descend on this event every year. And many, as you know, are dressed up in costumes, superhero costumes and all kinds and types of costumes. It's almost like a Halloween party on steroids. And to further aggravate situations, people are in a party mood. I mean, they're, they're definitely uh, drinking. They're definitely uh, tired after a long day. Many are carrying, uh, the comic uh, characters are carrying some sort of, you know, fake weapons. Uh, so it's very, very distracting. Many are wearing masks or heavy makeup. They're disguised. And in light of recent events with this truck incident in in uh, in France and and these other uh, street shooting incidents, uh, boy, the police department is just on super super high alert. What now, do they do in regards to those people carrying those fake weapons and that kind of stuff? Do you, if you have any knowledge of that, sir. Well, I do. Well, Tom, what have we done in the past? Every year we've had Comic Con and we allowed the same conditions to exist, the same people, same type of costumes. We haven't done pat down searches. We haven't done strip searches. We haven't used metal detectors. It's a public market. Everyone's free to come and go as they will. To do less than that, to now make this a like a ballpark or worse yet, like an airport where full screaming is required, every bag has to be searched. It'll make that whole enterprise and that whole what's supposed to be a fun day come to a screeching halt. It'll change the dynamic completely. Uh, many people won't attend, I mean, just for that reason, if it becomes... Uh, that type of event. As you can imagine, the lines and the queues will be ridiculously long. The only thing the police could hope to do is to try to extend the perimeter out, put more eyes and ears and, and feet on the street, of course, increase video surveillance to the extent they can. I'm here to tell you every private enterprise around there has increased their own private security assets. 
and that's supplementing the police department. You're going to see them on bicycles. You're going to see them on horseback. You're going to see them uh, moving around the crowd and trying to be as highly visible as possible. In light of the Nice situation, they're certainly going to be looking at uh, trucks and vehicles. But as you can imagine, I know you've been to Comic-Con. You know all those vendors inside with all of those products and all of those magazines and all of those other items have to get there somehow by truck. So they're going to have to find a way to demingle, separate those vehicles from foot traffic, which I think they do a pretty good job anyway, and then just be on high alert for anything unusual. I'm being told by SDPD to avoid any confusion regarding those uh, those fake weapons. They are going to uh, they're going to tag the props and also put uh, wristbands around the people. Uh, of attendees that have been properly checked out. Does that make sense to you? You know, Tom, nothing makes sense anymore, does it? This whole business of shooting people for no reason and wanting to create jihad and mowing people down in the vehicle, none of that makes sense. So logic doesn't apply. You and I speaking logically doesn't make sense. These people are illogical people doing illogical things. So It's really every single world event or in the U.S., every active shooter scenario has always been a response scenario. We go about our lives like we always have. Maybe our level of awareness is maybe a little more heightened. Maybe we're looking around just a little more. Hopefully, we're more able to report things sooner if we see something more odd than normal at Comic-Con. I mean, the definition of Comic-Con is odd, isn't it? And strange and bizarre. So what might be strange or bizarre to an ordinary person at Comic-Con, not not so much. So good luck to the San Diego Police Department if they think they're going to take a wide-open venue where people come from 180 different degrees of points of access and narrow them down through a narrow portal so that they could start inspecting them and tagging them. That will change the event forever, and it will create such a nightmare of logistics and getting people into the event, it, w- it will be unbelievable. So I would be very surprised if they've done that since they never had to do it before, just because these events happened elsewhere, that they would totally put a stranglehold on this event. If they do that, these whack jobs that are committing these horrific crimes win. The media will publicize this like never before, and that's what they, that's their payoff, Tom is creating chaos and changing the lives of the people who enjoy being free and being uh, able to go to an event like this. So if we, if we change that drastically and restrict access and prevent people from enjoying themselves in the matter that the, the event uh, really is all about, then they've won, we've lost. As a security expert, what are the red flags that officials will be looking for this weekend at Comic-Con? You know, again, at that kind of event, there there's so many people, there's such a high density of people uh, on foot that after a while, your eyes glaze over and you stop seeing the red flags. Now, the only thing that's going to attract your attention is noise, loud noise, or sudden bizarre movements, or people screaming, or someone coming in and reporting an event. If a police officer happens to be somewhere in line of sight and he sees some activity that's unusual, Hopefully, he responds to that and investigates it, but it's really a response scenario. 
The police just need to be staged. That's kind of the magic word. They got to be staged from all different locations to be able to respond very quickly on anything that seems to be a threat. And that's about the best they could do because you really can't manipulate and handle all of those hundreds of thousands of people that are going to come to this event on this bright, warm, sunny day. (laughs) Yeah, it's going to be hot too. Hey, Chris, that's all good stuff. Thank you for your time, sir. I appreciate it. I hope you found this episode interesting and will share it with your family, friends, and coworkers. We all have different perspectives, different points of view, based on our background, our education, our training, our life experience. So it's important to have these discussions. That's how we learn, right? That's how we solve problems. What do you want to hear discussed? What ideas do you think are important? I'm always looking for a guest. If you followed Crime School, you know that we've had some outstanding guests on the show. So I'm looking for those that have special knowledge about crime, crime prevention, loss prevention, that have a legal background, that want to talk about criminal law, civil law, the court system, liability, and negligence. I want to talk about products, especially those that deal with solving a crime or loss prevention problem. Let's discuss it on the air. If you're a crime victim and you have a motivating story to tell or interesting outcome, I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for participating in Crime School and for doing your part in making places safe. This is the Crime School Radio Show with your host, Chris McGoey. We invite you to comment on today's topic and join the Crime School community. For more information and show notes from this episode, please visit crimeschool.com.